0: E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, e2idesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at ALZ.org. That's ALZ.org. Episode 306 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is my conversation with Kana Carnes-Stallman, owner and mastermind of Ensemble Custom Floral. The coolest thing is that our families have been friends for over 30 years, and Kana has quickly made her mark on the wedding and event industry over the last few of those. She's the only person that I know that I can share random math knowledge that I learned in high school and have kept with me, well, probably because she spent 11 years teaching secondary education before she got into floral design and coordination. We're going to talk about that transition and finding her passion in today's episode. Of course, my sponsor, E2i Design. Find them on their website, E2iDesign.com, or their socials at E2i Design. Episode 306 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is with Kana Karn-Stallman Ensemble Custom Floral, and it starts... Right now, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited to finally get to actually talk to you about what you do because we uh, <laughs> are like ships through you know, in the night, and our paths haven't really ever crossed business wise um,
1: yeah,
0: but what's wild is it's a it's a full circle moment for me because our families have known each other for three decades. And um, Mm -hmm. I obviously went to school with my brother, Brandon. Uh, Mm -hmm. You and my sister, Natalie, were chums. All of us were in youth group together. You even hired Motor City HDJ for mom and dad's wedding anniversary a few years back. I still have a box full of those mugs, by the way. (laughs) On a personal note, I, I also need to tell people that are listening that your family send a they it's a killer Christmas card y'all then every single year and no joke you're the very first card that we get and I think it's because you're just on it
1: so I get very excited and um, I was a little I was actually a little late this year because we went to Disney in November so I was wanted to wait to get those Disney pictures so I was a little bit later but it's still pretty early
0: <laughs> we love it we love it so uh, on your website you very clearly I mean it's right on the front page you say that you enjoy spending time with your family tell us about your family?
1: It's my husband Chris and my son William, who is six and a half, and that half, you know, was very important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we just enjoy doing things together, and he's kind of getting to the age where he can travel a little bit more. So that's been really fun. We went to Charleston in January and we did Disney for the first time in last November. Excited to do Traverse City again this summer. So we've been doing a lot of traveling and do lots of movie nights and hang out.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. And this is just going back to what I already know, that uh, you're one of five children Mm -hmm. and about your family and- you and your siblings, all of you are creative in some way. So I'm not very surprised that <laughs> you're that you're using this gift that you were given because uh, even as a small just a small memory, I know that your mom and my bonus mom, Ginny, uh, spent many years quilting together. Mm-hmm. I know that your brother reinvented how we wear running shoes. I know that your youngest sister, she still uses her creativity as a teacher, and even you, were a teacher. You, this is me doing my deep dive because I do my research. So you, you, I know that you got your bachelor's from the University of Michigan in mathematics, history, and secondary education. You've got a master's from Eastern Michigan University, go Eagles, in educational leadership and administration, and you taught secondary education. We did, For almost yeah. eleven years, right?
1: eleven full years, yep, um six in middle school and five in high school, taught math, and then every once in a while I would teach history, which was my minor, yeah, mostly math,
0: yeah, and at some point you just said, "I think I'm good with the teaching,
1: yeah I do come from a big family of designers, you know, my brother worked at a uh, Adidas, excuse me. Adidas.
0: <laughs> it's fancy like Jacques uh, Panet or Target, yeah.
1: That's how they that's how they say it over there. <laughs> and my my sister Carrie was she's still like the most talented designer. She can make literally anything. Um my mom's quilter, my dad's a musician, my sister, oldest sister's a photographer, and she also makes cakes. Like I never really thought of myself as like a creative person designer, but like it does kind of make sense now that when you <laughs> Yeah point all that out sure but yeah i I taught and i loved it but when i got pregnant with william i wanted to be home with him Mm -hmm. and the district was so great they would give you two years and then you could come back you Mm -hmm. wouldn't obviously have necessarily the same job but you could have a job in the district but i decided i'd like to stay home with him until he went to school And my husband, Chris, was like, this is a really unique opportunity for you to explore if there's anything else that you want to do. And I had always said, oh, I'd love to be a wedding planner, which is a lot of. People say that <laughs>
0: until they until they find out exactly what goes into it, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah. It's very different than sure. the, the movies kind of show. Yeah. It's different than planning your own wedding. But i had helped some friends do some planning and helped them, and so I kind of knew a little bit more of what it entailed. And so I did a wedding planning course at Schoolcraft, and I did an internship with a design firm that did flowers and planning. Mm-hmm. I got hired, but then the pandemic hit
0: oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: so, um during that time, I actually, had some former students mm-hmm. were getting married and asked for help with their weddings, and then I just kept getting asked by more friends and former students, and I thought maybe I should give this a shot as a real company that's so
0: cool that's awesome the The journey to where we are and and all of my I hate the word vendor, but it is what it is. You know, all of my vendor friends that are out there, the journey from I was doing this thing to now I'm going to be doing this thing. At some point, you have to just let go of what you you knew before. We're, it's this thing about being comfortable with being uncomfortable because you're taking on a, a brand new journey. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you just have to trust your instincts and and do this thing. Yeah, that fascinates me, pal. That's I've never known that story. As long as we've as long as we've known each other.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: we've it's uh yeah, that that journey is uh that journey is so special. And and I'm thankful for your creativity in in many different ways because, well, just right on the surface, like I get sick and tired. And this is no slight to any of my friends out there that do this, but I, I see all the generic, like so-and-so name flower company or random adjective florist or first middle name photography, you know, mm-hmm. how did you land on ensemble custom floral?
1: When Chris and I kind of were like, maybe I should do this. Yeah. we. I realized I had to come up with a name
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, I did not want to do my name. Thank I you. wanted it to be, cause to me, it's not about me. It's about the wedding, mm-hmm. but I have some hand in it, but I'm working with the couple to mm-hmm. make their vision come true. So we threw out many a name. Mm. <laughs> the challenge is you don't want something that someone else already has. Mm. And my friend joked, why don't you come up with something French? And I kind of rolled my eyes. And it was Chris that was using a thesaurus and was like, what about ensemble? And I thought about it and it happened to be French. <laughs> Just so Mm -hmm. happened. But I really liked the connotations that it had with working as a group. And it had, you know, connotations to music as well as, you know, art and and floristry really can be an art. And it feels that way to me. And I really feel like it is a a group effort to work together to make this day go off. Mm -hmm. And I really feel very, you know, passionate about taking whatever my couple wants and making it happen for them and working as an ensemble to do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it does. It takes a village. That's the one thing that I always go back to with all of the the planning of, uh, of any event is mm-hmm. uh, especially to pull off and execute something you really do need from the top down. It takes even the smallest thing, like the person that's setting the table, which is mm-hmm. not a small job at all. I mean, it's a big task to 10 people at a table, 20 tables, you know, Uh, And of course, there's a team that does that. But one thing that you said on your website that stood out to me, probably because I'm of the same mind, you said, and I'll quote it directly. You said, quote, I have come to love working closely with clients to bring their sense of style and design ideas to reality and make their special events stand out without breaking the budget. Mm -hmm. First question people always want to know. How much is it going to cost? Now, I don't, you don't necessarily have to divulge that. That's, you know, based on everybody's, uh, I, so I certainly don't, but where do you start when you get someone that says, uh, you know, flowers are a big deal and, um, oh my gosh, I want this, 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 and this. And then you say, well, what's the budget? Where do you start?
1: Yeah. And I think budget's always one thing that couples are a little nervous to talk about because yeah. they just don't know what things cost. and. Until I get a really good sense of what you're looking for, it's hard to say, because everyone has different needs and and wants with what they're looking for, essentially. So a lot of times I'll get asked if you have packages. I know some florists who do. I personally don't because it, it's just it's custom. Mm. <laughs> it was part of why I wanted that included in the name because it's truly customized. And so how my process is that we have a a meeting either in person or over Zoom. And we go through my intake form with everything they could possibly want. And then we kind of talk about, do you want me to fit the budget or do you want me to tell you what the dream is? And then we can scale back. Mm -hmm. And everyone has kind of a different preference because they're like, well, I kind of don't know how much that would be.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there's a lot of things that I like to call it the dimmer switch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there's a centerpiece where I can sort of, you know, make it really full mm-hmm. and it a little more expensive, or I can kind of dim it down a little bit and, you know, make it a little less full and you get the same effect, but it's a little less pricey. Mm. So I can work with any budget. And I've definitely had people who have needed to, you know, cut things here and there or achieve a look in a less pricey way. And there's ways to do that for sure. Um, And I find it to be part of the creativity.
0: When people start looking at things that they know they reasonably can't afford, it's hard to even start that conversation because on the one hand, well. You never know. Mom so-and-so might be the one popping for the flowers, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is for most hardworking Americans that are going to pay for this thing on their own, might get some help from some other people. How do you approach those conversations where you realize that, okay, this is really a pipe dream, but I'll show it to you anyway kind of thing?
1: Yeah, and I think with the explosion of Pinterest as the main oh, yeah, yeah. planning tool, it's a little <laughs> challenging because yeah. what makes Pinterest is usually the hundred thousand dollar floral budgets. Yeah, and those are unrealistic for most people, right. <laughs> and so it's hard to say, "Oh, you love that beautiful full fledged arch," while wow, that's going to be you know five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and then it's like, oh. So sometimes I just say, you know, I would estimate that's going to be this much. And then Mm -hmm. they say, oh, that's out of budget. And I can usually give suggestions and say, well, we could try this. Or, you know, I've done this long enough where there's enough, I have enough pictures of work that I've done where I can show something else that's Mm -hmm. comparable, but would fit within a a smaller budget. Mm. Or we talk about, you know, if you really are in love with this, we could repurpose it. Repurposing is a big thing. People like to do the repurposing, which I do too. And the big thing now too is like having like a photo moment somewhere mm. where people can <laughs> take pictures. Yeah. And so if there's a way to take the ceremony piece that's really costly and move it, that
0: tends to be something that people like to hear about. Do you get a lot of sticker shock when people realize how much it actually costs?
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just depends. There's a lot of floral education that has to go into it. And it's been a little challenging the past few years because the wholesale costs have more than doubled for a lot of types of flowers.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So here I am here. I am just thinking I'm doing well with a, well, let's see. Well, last time I got Rosanna roses from Costco, there was a couple dozen and I wanted. well, of course it's Costco. So they're, you know, They're going to cut prices here and then make it up somewhere else. But like, I want to say, I want to say it was truly like 19 bucks for like two dozen roses. So,
1: and and then the other thing with that too, is there's also different grades of things, just Mm -hmm. like there's like different grades of a steak or, you know, organic fruit versus not organic fruit. You're paying for different things. So there's different types of roses. And, The roses that I get are not gonna be found at Costco. They're well,
0: sure. yeah yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> they're, they're you know, the ones that are really tight and small, the ones that we get open up to like Know, oh, absolutely, off your head, and it's not the grocery store flowers. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but (laughs) a lot of the looks that people like are the more premium flowers, of
0: course. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. There's a reason, there's a reason that you see that and go, Oh my gosh, I want that. And that's why it ends up on the old Pinterest board for sure, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And there's a lot of stress in that. There's a lot of stress in thinking about the numbers, how much it's going to cost. Even the wedding and event planning process is overwhelming for most people, but uh, especially with what you do, how do you help alleviate the stress of planning floral design specifically? And he kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's dig into that. I mean, really, how do you take the stress out of that part of it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, I should be the fun part.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) It should be fun. So part of it is just listening to the ideas of what the couple wants. That can be something that can be really fun is just to go through and be like, this is what I bought already. Yeah. Um, And that can be kind of a fun moment. The biggest thing that I think that I do is that once you have told me what you want and we're booked, we're good to go, you don't have to think about anything else because right. I am very, I'm a really organized person in general.
0: <laughs> I remember that. <laughs>
1: yeah. There was nothing that will be missed.
0: There's you know, and what's crazy <laughs> is most people that I know that went to U of M, that's going to be on their qualification list of uh, organization. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So there's a little bit of left with the right brain. Uh, there you go. Yeah, for sure. So my construction schedules that I make for my team are incredibly detailed. I have everything we need to pull from the basement, from the storage unit, you know, what needs to be cleaned on what day, what needs to be made on what day, what needs to be loaded into the car. We do all of our checks. And, you know, if there's anything that goes wrong or awry, the couple never knows about it,
0: Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) Of course which
1: not much does yeah. usually but i think being really organized and they don't have to worry about absolutely anything from our end. uh we will be on time we will be there also we're full service
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we provide all the rentals and the candles and we do the deliveries and we do the setup and then we come back at the end of the evening and we clean up as well And it's an all inclusive price. And so it just takes Mm -hmm. a lot out of it. You don't have to worry about cleaning up at the end of the night and getting things back, which every once in a while we'll do if it makes like really good sense to do that. But for the most part, we do all of the inclusive things. Take the stress out of it. Bless you.
0: Bless your heart (laughs) from the guy that's there. And usually, my, you know, I'll start at a set time and then I'm most of the time, the last guy out the door, but just knowing what goes into tearing down my very relatively small compared to the the volume of things you would have to do. My goodness, pal, that is just, oh, I get the shivers <laughs> thinking about it. So that's awesome though. You've been at this for a few years now and you've seen a lot of things. You've done a lot of things. You've heard people say things and assume things. And I I have to know, because I really didn't know until I did the research, you know, obviously preparing for this interview with you. But what would you say? Maybe there's one or, or maybe a few, but what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have specifically about floral design?
1: I see this a lot on Instagram where florists will kind of say it's not just playing with flowers, and it's not. That's definitely a part of it. I think the biggest misconception is that. Pricing is hard. There's a lot of misconceptions uh-huh. about how much things should cost, and a lot of the wedding flowers that people like tend to be the most premium, like we talked about. Uh-huh. And it's hard because it's like, sorry, <laughs> it's
0: well- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kana, what was the best or most important advice that you got when you started in this industry?
1: I did that internship. That internship was a floral design company. So I had made a couple, quite a few sets of bouquets and some other things with them, but I had not made a lot of the things that I've now made. (laughs) And so I think the best advice was actually something I came up with myself, which I would get really nervous every once in a while and have the whole imposter syndrome. And I would just say, let the flowers speak to you which sounds kind of hokey, but Not you at can all. order the Not same at all. set of roses in the same color and they come and they do different things. And so you can't yeah. just do what you want to do. Sometimes you have to do what the flowers will allow you to do and just go with that. Yeah.
0: It doesn't make any sense, especially because if it doesn't feel organic, it just, it's out of place. Mm-hmm. So that makes, that makes sense. I, and I imagine, um, you know, of of course everyone's floral design needs are going to be different. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have a different style, but when people choose us as, as wedding vendors, they have identified something about our style Mm -hmm. that appeals to them. So for you describe your design style, if you had to package it up with a bow, what's your style?
1: Yeah. I think for me, my style is abundance. Yeah. Um, I like things to look, full and lush. And I think pretty is Mm -hmm. kind of a style that I fall into. I don't necessarily like I've seen a lot of people have like really avant garde types of things and spiky stuff. And I don't really fall in that category. And my sister works with me too, my sister Carrie, and she has a little bit more of an ethereal style and it, mm. they end up <laughs> blending together, but I'll look at her and I'll be like, how'd you do that? <laughs> how, does yours, how does yours look so like ethereal and floaty and mine's a little more just full and pretty.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah. Well, full, pretty Okay. Fun.
0: all right. Full, pretty, luscious, <laughs> luscious. Flowers, okay. And if you had to guess, because to get that style, to get that to look full and beautiful and luscious, takes a lot of time. How much time, on average, do you think it takes you to create arrangements?
1: Yeah, for a typical wedding, we pick up the flowers. Like say a Saturday wedding, uh-huh. uh, we pick up the flowers on Wednesday, and we process them, which usually takes somewhere between one to three hours, just to process and get in buckets. And then Wednesday we make all the wearables, which are be like corsages and boutonnieres. and you know, if there's flower crowns, things like that. Thursday we make usually bouquets and any centerpieces that need to be made. And there's a lot of things that we do on site, setting up lanterns and things like that, or loose floral, loose greenery, things like that. Hmm. And we prep that. You know, we take all the leaves off and we prep it to whatever length we need it and take off any dirty petals and we put it in a what's called a hydration chamber. Mm-hmm. And then it usually takes us probably three 12-hour days of construction prior to the wedding. And then usually setups can be anywhere from an hour to five hours. Wowzer. A typical bouquet, it's kind of hard to find out like exactly what it would take because we have to prep each stem so we clean Mm -hmm. every stem to have it clean 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 (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then usually the designing goes much quicker so i can probably make a bouquet in 10 minutes but the processing and cleaning can sometimes take two or three hours just to get everything ready
0: i didn't i'm of course that's (laughs) part of the reason i'm trying to talk to people that i have no idea the detail about what they do or how, you know, how things go into it. But I, I figured that bouquets especially took a little more time and attention to detail because clearly they're going to be a centerpiece and people are going to look at it. But I had no clue that it took that long to do my, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> and then, then now if that's just like a, a for a wedding party, like a bridesmaid bouquet, I imagine then a bride's bouquet is going to be a little bit heftier
1: usually by designing wise it doesn't take too much longer because at that point i've cleaned all the stems off and i'll sure i'll batch clean everything at once so that i can it. just design and kind of knock right. it all out and i've taken an awesome couple of classes getting education to cool. learn how to make like really well sound designs that can Mm -hmm. hold up a bouquet stuck together with one piece of tape and it holds because it's made properly. Wow. Um, And it's not so heavy. (laughs) Sure. sure. (laughs) You know, I can make a really large bouquet and it's not crazy heavy because of the techniques and things like that. But you've seen those huge arrangements that are up hot, you know, tall ones. those usually take 45 minutes to an hour a piece. Yeah, so there's a lot of time. It's pretty physical.
0: Yeah. I Well, I don't doubt it. Not one <laughs> bit. Uh, other than flowers, what other decor can you provide?
1: We have cylinders, lots of glass cylinders, mm-hmm. which we use for vases, but also for floating candles and pillar candles. I have a pretty good inventory. I have lanterns and... Um, provide the candles for everything, votives and gold, silver, copper, clear, crystal candelabras and the the stands to put the elevated arrangements on, a couple different arch pieces that we can use mm-hmm. as well. So quite a bit. Uh most people find the inventory satisfactory and they're happy with what
0: Yeah. <laughs> what what are you most proud of? Because you've put a lot of hard work into this and it's very evident by um How much detail, even talking about it, makes me realize how much I love spreadsheets. But (laughs) what are you most proud of with Ensemble Custom Floral?
1: Yeah, good question. I think there's two things that I'm really proud of. One is the designs. There's been designs that have kept me up at night and been super (laughs) worried about them and Mm. um, have just been some of my favorites that I have made and things that... I feel like I specialize in saying yes. And then I figure it out. And yeah. I think, you know, I research what the mechanics need to be because there's a little bit of, you know, being a carpenter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and an engineer can't be afraid of heights. <laughs> 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 so,
0: Getting up on a ladder. Yeah. You got to do it. Definitely.
1: So there's a lot of just massive, beautiful constructions that I've just blown away that i Made that from my head. And then the other thing I'm really proud of is the relationships. Mm. I've had a lot of relationships with amazing couples and making their day. You know, this is all of their decor and ambiance is coming from me um, and my team. And so the relationships with them and the relationships with some of my freelancers and my wholesale rep is named Brett, actually. <laughs> hey, I like him already. He's amazing. And <laughs> I just, all the relationships of people that I've met through the company have been awesome.
0: I think for me, the things that I'm most proud of, I, I reflect on those just like you do. I think back to uh, as long as I've been doing this and think back to the things that kind of got me to where I am. But for me, the thing I love the most is when people... um And I know this is so backwards, but I thrive on it, which is in uh, people will offer up insults or criticisms about something that I've done. And I love it because (laughs) sometimes I look at it and say, well, yeah, maybe I could have fixed or, or that one thing or done that thing differently. But most of the time, it just comes down to people being super picky about something. I have to imagine, especially with this crazy, I don't want to sound like the old man here, but <laughs> I am, uh, you know, we're we're in a um, the, the social construct that we're in right now. There's a lot of, you know, everything's under a magnifying glass, right? Everything we do in this industry is under a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. So I imagine at some point, someone's looked at one of your arrangements and gone, well, you know, it was good, not great, or, you know, something like that. Was there an insult or a criticism that you took away, and you're like, you know what? I'm proud of that.
1: I don't think so.
0: I know it's a crazy um, question, but yeah.
1: I, I had one. I guess usually people are, usually people don't know what it's going to look like, and right. they're super happy. And right. I always work really hard to over deliver. Uh, of course, I had most. Uh, a lot of times I'll work with the brides, and then the grooms will yeah. pull me aside afterwards and be like, "I didn't want to pay for flowers. I didn't know what you do, but this is amazing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they're really happy about it. I did have one bride who was less than enthused about her bouquet. We usually do like a first look, and they're
0: usually, oh yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She,
1: I wasn't sure, and I wasn't sure if she was happy with it, and so I went away with it like, oh, I don't think she liked it, and so I, I counted that as my one. You know, didn't like it, and then they actually referred a friend of theirs to me. So I was like, maybe she did.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and that
1: bouquet was stunning. So um, sure, I was very proud of it.
0: That's what's crazy about it is because you don't know mm-hmm. it, it, someone. Someone could deliver their message this way, but then, oh yeah, now you've got. Uh, a half dozen more people, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute! This is the person that didn't want the baby's breath that they said they wanted, or what have you." You know, I'm just obviously making an example, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for you though, for sure. That uh, more often than not, it seems at least ninety nine point eight percent of the time, people are just absolutely thrilled. Do you have a favorite client type that you work with? Are there I some? You it's know, yeah. really
1: fun to work with someone who just really likes flowers, who's yeah. very excited about it. Sometimes people are like. I have to have them because that's what we do for weddings, and so sure. will you please make it look pretty? And I can do that absolutely. But it is fun to work with someone who's really excited, yeah, pumped about the flowers. I have a sweet girl, Allison, who she has freelanced for me, and she's one of my future brides, and she just oh. loves flowers so much. Yeah, and so I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, for her wedding because I know she's going to just be so happy.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the best. I think when you, when you find someone that's passionate in in your work, that would make me smile too. (laughs) I mean, I get it in different ways. Now, here's the thing though. I, I hate, I hate to have to talk about our failures, but they're good to learn from. And again, you've, you've expressed it in maybe not so many words though, that things that happen, happened before anybody knows that they happened. So for you, was there a huge screw up that happened for you that you were like, well, but then they still, you know, loved it anyway?
1: You know, I usually work really hard to s- circumvent any possible things. Like one time we had the crystal candelabras. And the candles were not fitting inside of them. Mm. The bride wanted to purchase them and she did, and they did not fit into the candelabras. And so we were pushing them and broke two candelabra arms, oh. but we had brought extra candelabras. So we just fit the arms in and it worked out fine. And we cut the candles down and no one was the wiser. And so we try to, you know, if we need five, I'll bring six or seven um, in case something breaks or... Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of is just make sure we over plan a little bit.
0: We talk about everyone, you know, everyone's budget is different. We know that some people are able to, um, some people are able to just go all out. Other people have to really watch their pennies. Mm -hmm. If, If you had to just look at a, at a, and a design, you know, Uh, if if you're looking at a floral design and saying, yeah, that's kind of got the basic elements of what you would want. What, what does that look like? Uh, You know, as far as a well-designed floral arrangement, what basic elements does it have?
1: We need line and height. So Uh it needs to be different, you know, a little bit of height. So we have the different um, levels Uh and there needs to be a fullness where it doesn't look like it doesn't fit the space. If you have uh-huh. a, you know, 60 inch round table, you can't have one bud face stuck in the middle. It's not going to fill out the space enough. Uh-huh. So typically there's the rules of the rule of threes in creativity, you know? So I try to stick with at least three elements to it. Um, so if we're doing bud vases, I'll do three or more. If we're doing floating candles, three or more.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um,
1: and kind of stick with that and make sure the space looks appropriate and filled out nicely.
0: Sure. And, and because everyone doesn't have the same budget, how can, how can people effectively maximize their budget? How do your clients maximize the money that they spend?
1: Yeah. So you want to think about two things what is going to be most photographed, which is typically mm. the bridal bouquet.
0: Great point. So you
1: want to spend some money there. And then also where are your guests going to spend the most time? Hmm. So, you know, the guests are typically going to spend the most time at the reception. So if you are going to go all out to spend money on a ceremony piece, can it be moved? Yeah. If it can't be moved, maybe it's not where your dollars should end up going.
0: Right. To the couple that wants, or the, yeah, to the couple that wants to do the, uh, the floral arch. Mm -hmm with real flowers for their ceremony that that's the only place they use it yeah that might be a waste if you're not <laughs> if you're not putting it somewhere else
1: right we did a huge one absolutely gorgeous for my friend Elise and it was at Cushing Field House which is an absolutely amazing venue yeah. and the couple that runs it are fantastic people and the the guy their two guys got the arch this wooden arch covered in flowers and carried it over to the reception so that it could be enjoyed and have pictures taken. So Mm. it got its use. So
0: awesome. Because yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, because if you don't have the, the four dozen roses uh, money, you're going to end up with that four carnation look. Right. So how, how, as you look at maybe reasonable substitutions, if you're going to advise someone, Mm -hmm. you know, what reasonable substitutions could they make? To have a four dozen roses look on a four carnation budget.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First off, is to um, love carnations because
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they're
1: pretty good, and I use yeah. them a lot actually, but. Using that kind of that dimmer switch mentality of I love the abundance, but we can pull back if we need to. So if we need to, you know, pop in flowers, maybe it's light pops, maybe it's one every foot instead of every inch. Mm -hmm. And that will cut your costs down because you're not using quite so much product.
0: Yeah. And we kind of talked about a, a little bit about it with Pinterest, especially mm-hmm. and in the age of TikTok, even, mm-hmm. uh, and other social media trends like Pinterest, people gravitate towards seeing something that everyone is doing and you know, not settling until they have it. I'm not going to give up on my dreams. And I know, again, we've talked about your uh, advisement of how uh, people can make that realistically happen. Which floral design trends, I mean, I guess maybe to solidify uh, for the people, what design trends have you seen that aren't really realistic for most people?
1: I think at full floral arches are probably yeah. not super realistic for everybody and always not always necessary. That's probably the biggest thing. Sometimes the huge elevated arrangements, sometimes people really mm. like them and they just they just know that it's not gonna be in my budget. And so mm-hmm. we'll cut that and keep them, you know, more cost effective. I do like to mix and match centerpieces and not just use the same one all the way through. Sometimes that's what people want. So we do it. But if we can take a more expensive centerpiece and match it with something that's a little more cost effective, then it kind of averages out to potentially where they want to be and still get that look for half of them that maybe they want a compote bowl arrangement. And then we can kind of do the you know, something more candle based to kind of cut the costs a little bit. So mixing and matching centerpieces.
0: Yeah. Because I, you know, it's obviously it's a, it's a mix of how much money do I have and how much stuff do I want? There's that balance Mm -hmm. there. And and especially because we've become hyper-focused on organic and, um, you know, pesticide free and sustainably grown. Mm -hmm. What options do clients have If you're working with someone that's interested in going that route, what kind of options do they have?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, in season is a bit of a buzzword that a lot of magazines have. Sure brides or you know clients say is oh if it's in season that would be more cost effective and that's not necessarily what it is what's more seasonality of it is just what will be available so a lot of people love peonies they tend to be a very love peonies and i love them too they are not available most of the year Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm. so It's not really a seasonality for cost, but if someone is really passionate about local flowers, they have to be really flexible about colors because I belong to the Michigan flower growers co-op and that's all Michigan flowers. And it's only available April through October because Hmm. Michigan obviously has winter where there's no.
0: Yeah, (laughs) sure do. Don't we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't be as specific with them with ordering because right. that's just what they happen to have. And so of course you just maybe have to be a little bit more open to what colors you're going to go with. So if you really want a quicksand rose, which is one of those popular blush roses, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to be able to get that locally. <laughs> that's something mm-hmm. that you're just going to have to get from South America.
0: Hmm. Good luck <laughs> paying all that money to ship it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The big one, the big one we haven't really answered yet. When should a bride specifically, when should a bride order her wedding bouquet? How soon?
1: Yeah. So booking should take place. I think typically a lot of times florists is one of the last, which is perfectly fine. You do need to have your venue booked and your date and things like that for us to be able to say if we're available or not. A year in advance is always a really, you know, a good time frame, And I would say, you know, somewhere in the eight months to a year is probably the mm-hmm. best option. I think when you're a year and a half to two years out, it's a bit far in advance. And sometimes if you're under eight months, you do run the risk of people just being booked. But sure. never hurts to just ask. I just booked someone last month that I happened to have a May availability for. So
0: they got lucky. (laughs) Yes, they did. Do you have anybody in that, uh, that, you know, 20? Well, like, do you have anybody that's further out like in like a two year kind of window? My
1: furthest out for right now is October, 2024.
0: Yeah. It's not too bad. It's not.
1: And I, Mm. and I, I tried to keep the books a little bit closed. I did have a, a lead for 2025 for August. What? What? And unfortunately, it was, you know, my son's birthday. So I, knew well, yeah. I wasn't going to be able to take it. She was like, really? It's 2025. like, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. So there's one or two days out of the year that you don't get. That happens so to be one of them. Wow. 2025. Yeah.
1: Mercy. Know, right?
0: Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Mm. So give us, that one piece of planning advice that you wish every couple knew before they reached out to you to do what you do.
1: I would say to come up with a budget and be okay telling that budget. I think I get a lot of clients who are embarrassed to get a budget and they think they don't know enough to say what it is. So, but if they could just give a range, sometimes that can help me so much with with giving advice about mm, maybe that won't work, but this would work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, having that budget up front and knowing it and not coming back and saying it's actually, you know, half that
0: after yikes. You know, the yeah, been there, done that, wrote the book about it. How soon after someone tells you their number do you in your mind go, "Oh yeah, that's what that would look like." I mean, are you, are you at that point where you could say someone says, and, and again, I have no idea. Someone says, I've got $5,000 to work with and in your head. You go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that, 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 that.
1: If they can tell me their guest count. Really? If they can tell me their guest count and what they want to do for the ceremony, I can have a general sense of what it
0: can. Guest be. count because of the amount of tables yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. you're counting. So then you're counting on 10 people to a table or. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because if
1: a $5,000 budget for a 50 person wedding or a 300 person wedding is a really different look.
0: Well, yeah, of course it is not a 50 person wedding. You're going to have too much stuff on that table. Maybe <laughs> as we round the corner toward the end of this one, my friend, I, you know, I've, I've got in my mind things that uh, events that I've done that have just stuck out as the most memorable and maybe even the most, uh, you know, my most favorite events. What's, what's the most memorable, memorable event that you can think of that you've designed? in um you know since you started oh uh,
1: yes so i do coordination as well yeah and i will only take on the weddings where i know that i if i'm doing both that it will work because mm. you need to be able to do it and so mm-hmm. when you do coordination you get to know your couples really well, well of course them the whole day and things like that and i had a wedding last august at the royal park hotel And the bride just had a gorgeous vision and I coordinated with them, sweetest couple. And I was so nervous about some of the design elements because they were new to me and had nightmares about it. Oh boy. (laughs) We had only an hour for setup. And so I had a team of six people, small wedding and it just was so, so beautiful. And the photos Mm. were amazing. Her, just her vendor team, was wonderful. Her photographer was amazing. The DJ was amazing. You know, we spent the whole day just having a really great time. And so cool. that one was I was so happy with how everything turned out. And I want to make another one of those uh, things I had a nightmare about. It was like a just like a broken arch and it was just so beautiful. And I wanna make one again.
0: <laughs> it's wild how things can go sometimes. You never know. You never know. So, uh, all right. A few questions that are off the beaten path, not necessarily about the business, but kind of talking points from the website. I have to know what new television shows are you into right now?
1: We just watched shrinking on Apple TV. Ah, <gasps>
0: uh, that's on my list.
1: It. Blew me away with how yeah. fantastic the quality was, and Harrison Ford yeah. was hilarious.
0: I'll get, I'll have to get to that. Ted Lasso is my jam, but that's next my on my Lasso list
1: too. But I was okay. really blown away by the quality of Shrinking.
0: She recommends Shrinking. She's not being paid to say that. What's the next book <laughs> we should read? By the way. Oh gosh! Are you into books? You read books? You read books. Of course you do. Oh my god! You read? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I know oh. you do. That was a trick question. <laughs> what's the ha, what's what's one that uh, we should read that you wouldn't uh, that you couldn't every
1: put down? I try to read every single day. I'm currently reading Prince Harry's book.
0: Yeah, I've and seen that.
1: It's is more enjoyable than I thought. It was you know yeah. not fiction. So I was like, but it's uh, I'm learning a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm a fan of the biography as well. I like a good biography. So, okay. What is the go-to recipe that you enjoy cooking the most?
1: Oh, I love cooking. I think a really great one is the Pioneer Woman's white chicken chili. It it always is amazing. The flavor is perfect.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. And since you all like to travel, Mm -hmm. where is a place that you've traveled with the family that you'd return to in a heartbeat?
1: I'd go back to Disney. We had so much. Really? That was my first time. So I had never gone to Disney World and we had just the best time. It was so much fun.
0: Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So my website's EnsembleFloral.com and post a lot on Instagram. That's my main social media. So at Ensemble Floral and also Facebook Ensemble Floral on there as well
0: kaina karen stallman my dear friend thank you so much for joining me it was a
1: treat
0: (laughs) it was fun chatting